Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. 15 minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven, and at this sound the multitude came together and they were bewildered, because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in his own native language? That's Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 8. I was reading from the English Standard Version. We see the Holy Spirit attract attention. And what's really cool about this is by the end of this chapter, 3,000 people are added. So we started with 12 apostles. 120 people in the last chapter, at the end of the chapter. By the end of this chapter, there's going to be about 3,000 added to the Lord's number. And it all began with the work of the Holy Spirit attracting their attention. I'll tell you, this is exciting. It, I mean, it's one of the most exciting passages, I think, in the Bible, because what we have been reading, if, if you were with us last week on the podcast, when we were talking through some some highlights in chapter 1, and here we are seeing uh, what happened next. We spent a little time last week talking about the prayer and being given to prayer. And, and you know, there's, there's uh, anticipation. What's God going to do? And here it is, and it does not disappoint. Uh, these apostles had been told by the Lord upon his ascension to go to Jerusalem, to wait, that they would receive power from on high. The Holy Spirit's going to come upon them. What's that going to look like? What does that mean? And now we see it. And uh, it's just amazing. Rushing mighty wind. You know, for a long time, I didn't picture rushing my, or to hear rushing mighty wind. I, I heard gentle breeze. And someone, and I cannot remember who pointed this out to me, said, you realize when you, you were talking about the idea of like the sound of a rushing mighty wind, you're talking tornado sound. Mm, loud. L- yeah, loud rushing mighty wind. And I, Now, I've never heard a tornado, but... One of our shepherds just this last, not two weeks ago, actually had a tornado go through his neighborhood. Um, and he was talking about hearing it. And I heard from him what I have heard from so many. It sounds like a freight train, like you're right next door to, to a freight train. Have you, have yeah. you ever heard I, of a tornado? I've, you know, I've been, I have been blessed that I have not. But yeah, I've had friends who have. They describe it as a freight train. I had a, I had a friend who had a, a terrible tornado come through uh, his community. And he said it sounded like was someone was parking a 747 in his driveway. Yeah. So that sound, that is the kind of sound those folks heard. Now, keep in mind, they had never heard 747s. Or freight trains. Or freight trains. Uh, yeah, that's true. So here's the sound. You can understand why when they're hearing this massive sound, I guess I don't know what the weather patterns might be in Jerusalem, but I've never heard of that being Tornado Alley over there. So, I mean, if we heard that, we'd run away. But what they did is they ran too. They ran towards it. What on earth is this noise, this rushing mighty wind? And of course they get there and now they hear these 12 men speaking in foreign tongues. And they can look at them. They can tell these guys are all Galileans. But what they're hearing is their own language. These guys are speaking in their own language. And I think the, I believe the scripture demonstrates that 
they were speaking in the other languages. I don't, I don't think they were speaking their own language, but everybody was hearing. It says that the Spirit gave them utterance. It does say that, yeah. And so I think it's the fact that it gave them the tongues. Yes. And so picture what's happening here. It's not that all 12 men are speaking and everybody's just hearing in their own language, because that would be a cacophony. That would be just confusing. I think what's happening is, and I think it would be very natural, other than the miracle of speaking in the tongues, is that each one is speaking in a different language, and the folks are attracted to their language. It's kind of like, um, you ever been to Disney? Yeah, sure. And It's Florida, come on. <laughs> you're walking through Disney, <laughs> you hear people speaking in all different kinds of languages, but then you hear someone speaking a language you know, Right. which I right. am I'm the typical American, I know. English. <laughs> That's it. So I hear English. If you're an American, you kind of know English, <laughs> kind right? Of know English. <laughs> but I hear someone speaking English, and all of a sudden I'm attracted to that. And there may be all kinds of other languages going on around it, but I'm picking up what's being said by the folks speaking the language I know. And I think that's what's happening here. And so we finally get to now Peter stands up and then he preaches in the language that they all know. That, that's how I picture what's happening here. Well, I like that, uh, you know, that analogy there to, to the idea of going to a Disney World because it, very rarely do we find ourselves in, in environments uh, where there's people all around us speaking different languages. Most of the time we know what's going on and uh, we are able to perceive what other people are talking about and, and try not to eavesdrop. Uh, but to be in an environment where there's lots of other languages and you hear your own, um, yeah, absolutely. There's a, there's attraction there. It's a mighty act of God. Um, God is working here, and is God the Holy Spirit working here? I I, I sense echoes uh, from from a time when when um, the Lord uh, in His appearance and encouragement of the prophet Elijah in the Old Testament. There was a great wind that figured in that scene in 1 Kings chapter 19. Uh, the Lord was not in the wind. The Lord was in the still, small voice. And it was God's effort and desire to communicate to Elijah his will. Well, we see some of these same factors in play, the mighty wind drawing people around. But here is God working a miracle so that people might know his will. God the Holy Spirit working in a uh, revelatory capacity making it so that everyone can hear the good news of God, the good works of God in their own language. One of the big things I see about this miracle is that the gospel truly is for all. God's will is not bound up into one language, but the truth is truth, and uh, you can know it in your own tongue, your own language. I want to step out on a limb here. I want to step out on a limb here. I think in many ways... Don't be scared of the mic. In some ways, there you are. <laughs> in some ways, evangelism is going to take place in very similar ways as happened here. I think that for let's uh, back up. What do you mean evangelism? Okay, evangelism, getting the word of God out, attracting people. You said something about attraction here. Folks were attracted to hear this message. Yes, they were attracted. Things happened that caused them to say, "I want to listen to this guy." Mm -hmm. And of course, what happened here was the work of the Holy Spirit. The work of the Holy Spirit caused the crowds to say, I want to listen to these guys. Mm -hmm. I think in very similar ways, I have to be careful I say that, that that's how it's going to work today. It's going to take some of the work of the Holy Spirit that will attract folks to say, I want to listen to this guy. But I think it's also going to be in some very distinct ways, because here's what I don't think. I don't think that there's going to be the sound of a tornado and folks are going to come and say, oh, I want to hear. I do not believe that you and I are going to start speaking in various tongues that we have not studied and folks are going to say, oh, I need to listen to this guy. 
What I think is going to happen is what we find in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23, is it talks about the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And when we have the kind of love that, that goes beyond what, what anybody can do, the kind of peace that goes beyond what just any normal old person can have, the kind of joy that goes beyond just what any old normal worldly person can have, because there are levels of love and joy and peace that folks in the world can have. But when we start having love and joy and peace and self-control that are empowered by the Holy Spirit growing in our lives, folks see that and say there's something different about that. And I think, I think that's one of the things that, that we need to recognize. I think it'll help us as we're trying to get that message out. I love that. I love that. If I'm a Christian. I'm reading the Word. I can see myself in a role of wanting to attract other people to Christianity and to this good news. But I think at the same time, if I'm reading this chapter and I am not a Christian, I'm a person seeking God, I'm a person wondering, uh, there's wonderful encouragement to be found here that there's a God who wants his word to be known to me, and that there are not going to be barriers left. That If I want to know God, I'm going to seek God. He is going to make that word there. Um, you know, it's, it's incredible to me uh, reading through this, text, and I know when, when you were reading, we stopped at verse 8. Uh, there's more fun words to say as you continue through the paragraph to <laughs> verse 13, because it starts naming all of these different nations where the people were coming out of, the various languages that were heard that day because of this miracle of the Holy Spirit. But you know, it ends in verse 11, uh, talking about Cretans and Arabs. We hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. You know, there's an idea among some people today that God's word is locked up in this language or that language. But no, the gospel is for all and in every tongue um, from the beginning, from this day of Pentecost. So again, if I understand that I'm a Christian, I have a responsibility to get this word to other people. I know that as the Holy Spirit is bearing fruit in my life, there is an attraction there. That is a great aid in the Lord working through me in those ways. You said something that wants me to shoot off in a different direction. Well, You're right. talking about being stuck in uh, uh, one language. Yes. Is it true, and you've done a great deal of study into the faith of Islam, isn't it true that technically it's only the Quran if it's in Arabic? Yes, that, that, that's exactly right. That That is the tenet of that faith that, of course, the Quran has been translated and the vast majority of Muslims in the world do not speak Arabic, but the language of the Quran on the golden tablets in paradise is Arabic. And, and technically, when you're reading an English translation, you're not reading the Quran. You're reading... I'm in reading an interpretation. They will use the word an interpretation of the Quran. So that's a very interesting thing here. Uh, yes. Here's, here's all these languages. The word of God, the true word of God, can be recorded in every language, and I can read it, yes. and I can learn from it, and I can grow from it. And, and I think, to be fair, you know that, that principle cuts back the other way. Uh, the, 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 there was a time uh, when um, you know another kind of dominant religious fellowship uh, believed that, that God's Word was only in Latin. Latin. Yeah. It had to be in Latin. If it wasn't in Latin, then it was you know, uh, not God's Word. Yeah. And I'm, see, you know, Acts 2 goes against that. Well, I'm speaking English today, and I ain't very good at it. So, 
that the, the gospel can be in our language. Awesome stuff. Look, I hope you can be back with us again tomorrow. Andrew, why don't you wrap us up in a prayer? Our great God and Father, Lord, we thank you so much for this time that we can open up your word, this holy and true text. Father, may it teach us, may it shape us, may it encourage us this day. Help us, Father, to understand that we have an opportunity to share the good word with other people. And help us, Father, to have a heart, uh, a heart after yours that would make your word known to others. Father, it, it changes lives. It saves souls. We thank you so much. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day. Well.